Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing very good. Got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Ready to talk about the holidays, which is kind of weird. I know. I kind of <laughs> wish that I had. I actually almost pulled up like holiday bells on my phone because oh I was going to just sit here and play it and be like, all right, let's get in the spirit. <laughs> That'd be amazing, actually. Oh, I would love that. I know. I love like Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of it in general. But um, we're currently in July. So I guess I told you Christmas in July is what we're doing. We're Mm -hmm. halfway through the year and we thought it would be important to maybe start talking about planning for the holiday email blast that people are going to be sending out. Yeah. Just the word email blast gives me like the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. Yes. I know. That's what I I feel like I get in my inbox during like during October, November, Mm -hmm. December is just like email blasts. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Exactly. And we're going to talk about how to not necessarily be the email blast kind of person over the holidays and how to have a smart strategy. And you're probably thinking, why are we talking about the holidays when, yeah, it's July or actually probably August when you're listening to this. But either way, it's hot out, still summer. But as Melissa and I know, um, being on the sender side, a lot of people don't start planning ahead when it comes to the holidays, but their biggest sales of the year or promotions of the year come around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all of those exciting days. And because they didn't plan properly, they run into all sorts of issues. So the big promotion they've been looking forward to just is honestly kind of ruined, or at least they have a lot less sales or conversions than they hoped for. So We are going to help you get prepared ahead of time so that you don't run into deliverability issues on your big day. Uh, We're going to start talking about some of the common mistakes that senders make around the holiday season um, and how to prepare. I know that when I was working on more of like the support technical side of things, specifically at ConvertKit, I did notice that a lot of people waited until the last minute to start planning. And not only is that not going to help you be successful with your sales, whether it's content, your deliverability portion of that, I also noticed there was a lot of technical issues because people were not ready to see how their automations were working, how their funnels were looking, if you're using a different ESP, you know, how the technical side of all of that is going to run through when people are purchasing or clicking. So that stuff's really important to try and like test, figure out what kinds of things could go wrong and probably not a week before, you know, the holiday season. Good point. And I think the biggest issue around the holiday season comes from spikes and irregularities in sending. So in case you didn't know, Cyber Monday and Black Friday are some of the biggest days in all of email. No matter which company I've worked for, as long as I've been in deliverability, I've always been working on Thanksgiving, Black Friday, sometimes Christmas, even Christmas, or at least monitoring things because we are sending so much email. And I know it's a big deal for everyone who does email marketing. So we want to be sure um, as individual senders that you don't send in a way that is just super different than the way you typically send. 
So as we talked about in our episode on cinder reputation, consistency is so important to healthy deliverability. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. So, you know, throughout the year, they maybe don't send that much or maybe leading up to, you know, this big promotion, they just kind of let their list sit. Maybe they send once a month or every now and then. Then when Black Friday and Cyber Monday roll around, they're sending like every day. And for mailbox providers, that looks like a huge spike that they're not used to. And it raises some red flags and can definitely cause your messages to go to spam more than they typically would. And of course, lead to lower conversions and an overall business impact for you. I've definitely seen this with, you know, a handful of ConvertKit customers around that time of year. It's obviously not meant to be malicious or anything. People just want to get the information out there that they're trying Mm -hmm. to send to their subscribers. The problem is, is that like Alyssa is saying, you know, if you're used to sending once a month and then all of a sudden you're sending three times a day because you're in panic mode. Yeah. Email box providers are going to see that and it's not going to look good for you as a sender. Yeah, exactly. And I think we will probably say this every episode, but just a reminder that a lot of email out there is spam and spammers definitely try and capitalize on these holidays as well. They know that people are checking their emails more often than usual, trying to find good promotions. And for that reason, mailbox providers are also trying to stop those bad senders. So you want to be sure you don't accidentally look like one of them, which is exactly what happens if your domain suddenly has any large spikes in sending. It definitely raises a red flag. So for what not to do around the holidays, don't suddenly start sending way more email than normal or introduce a large number of new subscribers all at once. Instead, you should slowly ramp up your sending. That's why we're talking to you early so that by the time you reach Black Friday and Cyber Monday, your email volume looks like a nice, consistent incline instead of a sudden, just giant mountain in volume that happens all at once. So if you have subscribers that you don't typically email, but you want them to receive your holiday marketing, start emailing them now. That's another big mistake a lot of people make. They have, you know, sometimes just a list of email addresses sitting around that they haven't really contacted in a while. But once it's time to have your big promotion, you want to have as many sales as possible. So you just send that email to any email address you can find. And that's one of the reasons things do not go well when it comes to email deliverability. So if you have any subscribers like that that you think you're going to want to email on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, anything around there, go ahead and start emailing them. And this will also mean your subscribers are used to seeing your emails. They'll be all warmed up just in time for your big promotion. And they won't just suddenly get an email from someone they haven't heard from in a long time who wants a sale from them. Yeah, I've definitely seen this a lot also just working on the other side of things. You know, customers will reach out to deliverability and they'll say, why are my open rates so low? And I'll look at the history of, you know, their their sender history and they like, maybe hadn't sent an email in two months. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're sending out to even, maybe they were sending to 500 people and they haven't sent for two months. And all of a sudden they're sending to 2000 people. Mm -hmm. You can obviously very well tell that people just don't want to open their emails. They probably don't recognize the sender address, honestly. Like that's a pretty long time. And they're probably not sending anything obvious of value. 
I think that's another big thing during this time of year. People are looking for something of value. I think it's really important to look at your subject line and how you want people to respond. Because as we've said also in many episodes, subscriber engagement is so important. Not just that open, but like the action and the click of what the subscriber is doing within your email. Yeah, that's such a good point. So I think we can sum partly that up by saying, don't throw best practices out the window in pursuit of a sale. Because if you do that, then when you're trying to make that big sale, there's a good chance it's going to go to the spam folder. And maybe even for people who are typically really engaged with you, But if something bad enough happens, it could just be a ton of spam filtering and a loss of sales. So, you know, there's a lot of madness around the holiday. We definitely understand that. Uh, But don't let the hustle and bustle allow you to forget about deliverability best practices. Start planning now. So along the line of what Melissa said, it's not a good idea to contact subscribers who didn't opt in for your emails or haven't heard from you in over six months. So, be sure that even though, you know, it's Cyber Monday or whatever it is, you don't just think like, eh, it's okay, I can forget about that best practice and just, you know, email this old list that hasn't heard from me in a long time because it won't go well. And it's still harmful to email a list that has a large number of unengaged subscribers. So again, just be really sure that the list you're emailing around the holidays that you're doing your big promotion for is a really clean, engaged, healthy list. And that might mean saying no to some unengaged subscribers, but honestly, they probably weren't going to be a sale anyways. Right. And that way your deliverability isn't gonna suffer. I mean, I think that is the hard part is that that time of year in general makes people feel pressure yep. to get things done, to, you know, if, if you do have an online business, have a sale, get those people to your platform, wherever you're selling your, whatever it is, you know, traffic, it's, it's just crazy. (laughs) And it makes you, it makes all of us feel a little crazy, but I think some of the best lessons that I've learned, um, from ConvertKit in general, just listening to people who work here, it's that some of the most successful creators that we have using our platform, while we do have a lot of people with large lists, we also have a lot of very successful people with smaller to medium-sized lists. And the reason they're so successful is because almost every single one of their subscribers is so engaged in the content that they're sending out. And I mean, you could have a list of, you know, 500,000 and make a few sales here and there, but if they don't genuinely care or aren't engaged in what you know, you're promoting, sometimes those smaller lists are doing a a lot better. Yeah. Oh, I wish I remembered the numbers, but I know at Craft and Commerce last year, Tarzan K gave a talk about how much money she makes from her emails and her list size was not what you would expect. Mm -hmm. I know it was much smaller than what you'd typically think is a list that's producing a lot of money for you, but her content is just amazing. Her copy is so good and she is just really good at email strategy. So I love that. If you have a small list, don't be discouraged. You can have very successful sales. Just make sure you're doing things the right way. You're really engaging content. Exactly. Right. So, and now's the time to get started and get ready for that holiday season. And I am a little curious, like 
things are going to look so different this year. I don't know that, you know, Best Buy will be open for a million people to rush in and be all over each other this year. So I imagine email marketing will be way more important, not only for people who, you know, are totally online only creators, but also people who typically have stores or in-person events are going to rely way more on email this year than they typically would. I totally agree. I think the landscape of the holidays is going to be completely different this year and we're just gonna have to see kind of what happens and adjust so i think it's it's you know great to follow these best practices keep these deliverability practices in mind as you're going through but also be ready to adjust you know as this year goes on because we don't know kind of how that's going to look this year it's going to be so different and one thing i was going to say too i think a lot of people struggle with pruning their list especially before the holidays like you were mentioning they want to do what they can to have you know, more sales, but just keep in mind, and I know we say it a lot, but it really is super important to clean your list and remove those people who are not engaged. Even if you feel like you're pruning your list so much that you're like, well, it just feels so much smaller. It makes me uncomfortable. Like just know that that's a good thing. You are going to have more success getting to the primary inbox and stand out with all of those emails that people are getting. That's what you want. Like the chances of you getting seen in someone's spam folder during the holidays and you getting a sale from that is just so unlikely. Yeah. And one way to make it less painful, because I know exactly what you just said, like I've worked with so many senders who, you know, by the time they decide to clean their list, they have a huge amount of unengaged subscribers. And it does. It feels like, wow, I'm going to delete half my list. That doesn't seem right. So we get that. And the best way to make it not as painful is to start running re-engagement campaigns early on. So you have a few months before, you know, the big holidays start re-engaging your cold or unengaged subscribers now. And that means that you don't just sit on them and keep emailing them forever the same kind of content. And then, you know, eventually you have to remove a huge chunk of your list. But if you have a re-engagement campaign going on, you can slowly um, target those unengaged subscribers, not send them too much email, but just kind of give it a last good try to try and get them re-engaged. During this time, I would only send really, really valuable free content to them. I wouldn't try and sell anything. You can also, you know, do some sort of like offers or promotions that feels like really special to them. But I would really focus mostly on being just super valuable to them and try and get them to be re-engaged again. But if after, you know, a few re-engagement emails where you've really tailored the content to them, it's super valuable, they're still not engaging, then it's time to let them go. And if you start now, you can remove them from your list by the time you're at the holidays. And then when it's time for the holidays, you'll only have a really engaged list who is going to make a sale. If someone didn't engage with those re-engagement campaigns that you made your best content, it was so valuable, and they still sat there and, you know, didn't open, didn't click, didn't convert, they're not going to order, you know, whatever you're selling on the holidays, especially with the millions of emails that are in their inbox, I'm sure. So it's good to just let them go, like Melissa said. And then when it comes to the holidays, you'll have a nice clean list and healthy deliverability. Right. I think that was, you said that really well. It's hard because you just, you have to remember now is the time to create the trust that you want with your subscribers. I think it's really easy to feel taken advantage of during the holidays. I oftentimes feel that way. I I don't like 
all of the promotional content I get at times because it feels like everyone's begging for like mm-hmm. my attention as a subscriber. And I really stick to the brands that I trust during that time. So I think it would take a lot just personally as a you know everyday user or subscriber. It would take a lot for someone to kind of change my mind at the last minute. And that's why we always say this too. Just remember that that email address is a person on the other end. Yes, that's so good. So it's not too early to start planning your content for the holidays and also making sure your content until then kind of leads up to that sale, as Melissa is saying. Now's the time to build a list of loyal subscribers that love your brand. So think about how you can make your subscribers feel engaged with these months leading up to the holidays, loyal, and like they're in a community. And I don't mean that in a way that's inauthentic either. You know, it should be really authentic to you. It shouldn't be gimmicky. So make sure that you take a look at your brand, who you are when you um, create your emails. It sounds like you think about why people signed up to be in your list on the first place and try and get to the root of that and deliver value to your list and make them feel like, they have a relationship with you or, you know, actually build a relationship with your subscribers. Like Melissa said earlier, asking for replies, things like that are always great. Any opportunity you can get to actually just build that trust with your list is going to pay off once it comes to the holidays. Because again, if you see two emails in your inbox, one is from a company that you don't feel any connection with, you know, you maybe have purchased from them before, so you're on their list. But they're telling you, you know, Black Friday, 30% off. Here's all the things we're selling you. Please buy them. And then you see an email from someone else and they are also selling something. Maybe they also have a 30% off discount. But this brand has been emailing you just like awesome emails the last few months. Maybe you've had some sort of actual connection with the person who sends the emails You feel like they know you, they're helping you, you feel like you're kind of in a community with them, you're probably going to want to open their email and probably buy whatever they're selling because they have given you so much over the last three months. Maybe they've taught you something, they've given you a lot of free content, so you're happy to purchase from them versus the other brand who just constantly sells to you without providing a bunch of value. Absolutely. I think that was very well said. Oh, thank you. I only have one cup of coffee, so I'm surprised. I need another. <laughs> no, I need some today too. It's been hard. Um, no, I think that ultimately planning is something that big brands do. Um, we know this about department stores. Um, they have teams of marketers who are you know, constantly thinking ahead to the next thing. And even though at ConvertKit, we have a lot of um, smaller senders who maybe don't have a business the size of Macy's, it's still important to to plan backwards and figure out how you want to deliver your content in a way that makes people feel like you're not rushing or pushing them. I mean, we've said that a couple of times now, but I do think that it's like one of the most understated things. I've watched this happen so many times, trying to help customers at the last minute the week before Black Friday. And it and it makes everyone feel overwhelmed, stressed, and it's not going to probably give you the results that you want anyways. So, I mean, we, we just can't say it enough. Just plan, plan, plan. Yeah. And I love the way you said it, plan backwards. Back when I was a teacher and I had to lesson plan, that was one of the big things I learned in school, which it was just, you know, think about the actual objective first and then plan the lesson. Like, don't plan the lesson of just like, oh, I saw this cute activity We'll do this. And I think if we do this right, this is what they'll learn. Because you just don't actually know if you're going to get to that goal if you didn't have it in mind at the first place. So 
now, you know, it's three months-ish before the holidays, plan backwards. What do you want to happen? What's the goal of the emails you're going to send? How do you want your subscribers to feel? What do you want them to do? What is the result you're looking for? And plan backwards from there. Build emails that are going to get you to that goal in these next few months. You still have plenty of time to start to, you know, take those steps to create really great content that will ultimately lead to a loyal audience who's excited to buy what you're selling. And also plan backwards when it comes to your email volume, like we mentioned earlier. So go ahead and think today, who do I want to send these emails to? And ask yourself, okay, have they already been receiving emails from me? When's the last time they've heard from me? How engaged are they? And start to do the things we mentioned earlier, which is, you know, go ahead and bring in anyone who you're going to email over the holidays, but you haven't been emailing lately, as long as, of course, they're not too um, cold or old or whatever it may be. Go ahead and start to send really engaging content at a frequency that will help you lead up to the volume you're going to hit around the holidays. So if you know, you know, over Thanksgiving week, you want to send an email once a day, then kind of ramp up to that volume. So don't just not send for the next few months and then daily, just go ahead and start slowly. So maybe if you don't send that much now, maybe you start with once every two weeks and then in a month you do once a week. And then the next month you do a few times a week. And then by the time the holidays roll around, you are up to that volume in a nice, you know, easy line and not that mountain we mentioned earlier. So plan backwards with both content and volume and make sure you're not going to create any spikes and that you're not going to be emailing a super cold or unhealthy list around the holidays. Right. Well, and also um, thinking about just deliverability aspects too. If you if you were to start emailing some, uh, you know, a group of people randomly, and you haven't talked to them in forever, you haven't communicated with anyone, you know, it's it's likely that your complaint rate could increase. And all of those aspects, obviously, we again, I say it, we say it all the time, those are all going to negatively impact how you get to the primary inbox anyways. So not only are you not going to get the sales you want just based on people not being engaged, there are going to be other repercussions that come from not following the best deliverability practices beforehand. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think that's one factor that just doesn't get talked about enough, which is the complaint rate. And that's another spike. So we talked about like a spike in volume being a bad thing, but also a spike in complaints, even if it's not, you know, a ton of people marking your messages spam. If it's more than normal, that's going to cause a red flag for mailbox providers and lead to more spam filtering, just as you're saying. So yeah, when you're planning backwards, think about, you know, those emails you're going to send and ask yourself, does this look like spam? Is there any way someone would mistake this as spam? Or will someone be asking themselves, who is this person? Because that's not what you want. Will someone be saying, this isn't relevant to me? This isn't helpful? Those are the kinds of things that typically cause someone to mark a message as spam. So try and uh, go ahead and think about those things and kind of beat your subscribers to the punch. Make sure that that's not even a possible thought in their head because they know you, they love you. Um, They're not going to be surprised by your messages in any way, and your content is going to deliver so much value to them that they will not think it's spam. 
And don't let the holidays be the reason that you end up having a bad sender reputation because you don't want to spend the next year constantly working to build that back up again, you know? So maybe you have a great reputation, you know, the email frequency is an, an issue for that time of year and you start sending and then all of a sudden you're back to square one. That would be unfortunate and that's not a great way to start off the year for anybody. Yeah. Oh gosh. Just you saying that I have bad memories. Like <laughs> I feel like January and February of last year, there were definitely more customers with issues with low open rates and things like that. And I think a huge part of it was because the things that they had done over the holidays had really hurt their sender reputation. And we had to spend the beginning of the year helping them rebuild it. And it's just never fun. So go ahead and plan now and make sure that, yeah, just like Melissa said, you're not hurting yourself by whatever you do on the holiday season to try and get those sales. Don't try and get the sales at any cost because it will end up costing you sales down the road if you do something bad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, in the Christmas spirit, I feel like I need to listen to some Christmas music, maybe, you know. Decorate some cookies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. I know. We need we need to we need to hold off. We're not we're not there yet. <laughs> I know. Anything to distract from, you know, the world the pandemic. Yeah, world events. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I hope that was helpful. It's never too early to start planning. So I hope this motivated you. Go ahead, get your favorite notebook out, whatever it is that you like to do your planning on and get a strategy in place and make sure you're taking steps to have your email strategy in a good place by the holidays and not in a place where you're actually going to do damage over this big holiday season that's coming up and actually end up losing sales when you are trying to boost your sales. Right. And if you guys have any other thoughts or questions or comments just kind of about this topic since we are a little ways out we'd love to hear from you so feel free to go to convertkit.com slash deliverability and leave us a message yes we would love to hear from you you can also ask us any questions you might have about any other topic or if you have a topic that you'd really like us to dive into it can be really anything email related we would love to do that so absolutely uh, please reach out If you can give us a review, I always hate asking, but if we've helped you in any way, we would just love to really to hear about it. Pretty much reviews are the most common ways we hear about how our podcast has affected anyone or is helping anyone. And we love it. And it helps us do this every week with excitement and passion because the whole reason we're doing it is just to help you all. So if we have helped you in any way, we would love to hear it in the reviews and we really appreciate you all yeah well we hope to see you guys next week tune in yes see you next week thanks for listening to deliverability defined don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening and if you have time please leave us a review you can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com deliverability where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.